Morning, everybody. How are you? It's lovely to be doing this in the morning. It's a, I want to say it's a yeah. nice, bright morning out there, but it's grey and hope. I think stormy. Is it supposed to be it's stormy? A beautiful November day. Ah, yes. November. Oh no, sorry, no, not November. <laughs> sorry, July. July, I mean. <laughs> Seems like the sun forgot. <laughs> I it, what is genuinely nice is that this Zoom this week seems to be working, whereas last week it was uh, a bit all over the place, and I genuinely think it's because it was hammering it down, affected by the weather. Don't speak too soon. True, he says. As we you might just all froze. turn into Daleks yet. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. No, we're all right. We're all right. Although Hugh appears to okay. be sitting very still. Uh, Can't get a word. Oh, he's just tricking. Shall we get on with it? Cock chat. Jester. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 97 of the Real Reading Podcast. Like us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search for Real Reading Podcast Group to join us on Facebook. Because why wouldn't you? Hugh, are you ever going to get that right? It's not difficult. It's, it's written much down. It's difficult. It's you much have more difficult when we're practices. doing. It's much more difficult when you do it on Zoom. There's a delay. And so I don't know when to either say, hello. <laughs> and then do my bit. Alright, okay, fine. How is it that Rach and I managed to do it at the same time? Well, you're obviously superior being. That's well, been recorded. We've had that recorded yeah. down. So. Yeah, that's now on record. Yes, it is. It is. So, um, well, what we've got today, we've got some. We've got the latest news. We're going to have a little talk about the news. and What's been going on in the news? Hugh, do you have any news? What news? Uh, the... Boris Johnson was obviously listening last week because he lifted the ban on recreational cricket almost as soon as we came out. So, what, what do you want him to single-handedly <laughs> resolved that right. issue for the country? Um, Hugh, I'm that is awesome. Credit, yeah. Of course, the the, the thing the thing with that Hugh is that since he's done that, it's rained incessantly, which is that's true. Yeah, that's you know, bound to be the case. And also, I'm I'm working this weekend, so I can't play in either <laughs> of our games. So. What, uh, and what also, he planned, Boris planned that though, because the rain is to sort of wash and cleanse the ball in between each catch and things. So it's all part of the plan. Is to yeah, keep it all hygienic. True. Yeah. What um what do you want Boris to sort out this week, Hugh? Just as you have his ear. Um yeah, Boris. Um I would well, he's talking about opening gyms up. Um I don't really care about that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it might be nice for people. It's a little bit not in your interest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there, there are a lot of people who do like going to the gym. So maybe, maybe that. But also, just keep keep an eye on what's happening. And if uh, if there are outbreaks around the country, make sure 
make sure you do the right thing, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> um, I'm still well, too scared to sort of go anywhere, really. Anywhere that's not essential. Well, well it depends what you deem essential. Yes, really, it really does, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Um, is a, a pint of beer essential? Depends. Um, uh, yeah. Depends answers kind of to that. Answers to mm. that and more uh, after Jeremy has told us how you can all get in touch with us. Get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at realreadingpod. And join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast. Thanks, Jeremy. So, uh, answers to questions. Well, I wanted to start. I, I, so, you know how sometimes we make stuff up being in, in the media? We, we, we make up things like, Hugh, oh, you made up... You accusing the, us then? Oh, no, no, no. Hugh, you, you came up with the green run, Reading's green runs, for example. Um, okay, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's my question, yeah. But it is kind of a thing. I don't know if anybody got that at all. Um, uh, yes. Um, I, while I created the concept of the green run, the green run is a, is a thing that people can do and notice while they're doing. It's not what Donald Trump would call fake news. It is a. Uh, <laughs> it is something. It is something. Just because I am the creator of it. Did you come up with the actual concept of the green run, or? Am I the only one who doesn't I've know ne- what the green run is? Uh, oh, okay, huge. I want to explain the green run very quickly. Yes, green run is, is like when you're driving run? down the IDR. No. It is done in a car. Uh, you are okay. driving down the IDR. You are able to come off the IDR at Castle Hill by the police station with the green light to, to get round that roundabout with the lights all green. And then if you're really lucky, you can get all the way up to the lights at Castle Hill and it's still green or it's changed to green. So you can do that whole oh, whole okay. bit of road where often you get stuck for about 10 minutes in one go. And it's a glorious feeling. <laughs> and very rarely seen as often as part of the world. You can probably do it. He's easily pleased. Yes. Clock in the morning. Yes, it is a great feeling having spent many days of my life on the roads of Reading, sitting at those lights. It's so, nice when you don't have to. My point in bringing this up was, uh, and I can't take credit for this because someone somewhere made a comment uh, and, and referred to it as this, but uh, it's Reading's Beatles Double. Reading's Beatles Double uh, is, and let me just explain. So, Reading's Beatles Double is um, the Fox and Hounds in Caversham uh, and a yeah. nearby fish bar which I will explain in a moment. So uh, just for anybody that doesn't know, the Fox and Hounds in Reading uh, is famous for playing host with the Nurk Twins on the 23rd of April, 1960. Uh, The Nurk Twins, you may or may not know, were John Lennon and Paul McCartney. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, They both played in the Fox and Hounds in Gosbrook Road uh, before, two years before they hit the big time. Um, I've taken this from, I've, I've nicked this from two separate articles, so it didn't quite go together as, as um, seamlessly as I wanted it to. Um, but apparently Lennon and McCartney worked behind the bar and performed at the Fox and Hounds pub, uh, which was then owned by McCartney's cousin, Betty Robbins, and her husband, Mike. The pair received advice from Mike and a warm reception when they performed at the Godsbrook Road pub as the Nurk Twins a few months before they formed the Beatles. So that is part one of the double. Part two is uh, just... Back just across on the side of the pub it does indeed yes uh, presented by uh, bbc Berkshire, i think in 2017 i've done my research this week you have um, 
so yeah so so just across the road um uh, and opposite a lovely a lovely big park which i for- have forgotten the name of so apologies for that um westfield westfield park thank you rach um is a fish bar called wings and no. uh, as is that why it's called wings oh i've no idea it could be a huge coincidence um while we so so we went and we sat on the in the park had a beer and then went from the fox and hounds and went to get uh, a fish supper from wings fish bar and had a lovely time last, last week <laughs> sat out on the sat out on the park uh, and and someone in one of one of the members of our group said um oh that's strange isn't it do you think he named the band after the fish bar <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think he did. Um, if he did, that's fantastic. But I, I very I, doubt it. I suspect it was the I'm, other way. I'm going to claim that as an as as an urban truth. <laughs> <You've> inspired. <laughs> um, I'd like to add a little bit of info. That's our local. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Hugh, you got a little sorry, a little bit of in- info. Yeah, yes. Apparently, obviously, I wasn't there at the concert at the time, but the no. word on the street is that the crowd at the uh, Fox and Hounds for the Nurk Twins on that day was a whopping three. Oh. So if those three really? people, one of, any of those three people happened to be listening <laughs> and you saw the Nurk Twins in Cavisham in 1960, get in touch. Love to interview you. <laughs> wow. Is this a little bit like uh, Kevin Keegan's Superstars Bicycle, where um, if you listen to, if you, uh, anybody you speak to, if you, if you listen to everybody you spoke to, that would mean that the entire, uh, the entire entirety of everybody that lived in Bracknell was there on the day that uh, Kevin fell Keegan off fell off his yeah. bike. So. <laughs> I love those photos. They're on our, yeah. they're, they're easy yeah. to find on our website and they're absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that that was that's the Reading Beatles double. I'd love to. It, um, there must be more things like that. I'd love to know some of them more, and I'd love to go and do them as well. Well, I've uh, done that. I've done that lots of well, times. You, go. you got you got the badge. Realised it was called that. Yeah, I don't know if it, even... it. As I say, it was someone someone commented on something recently, and it made it, made it, it tweaked it for me. Uh, and I thought, oh yeah, so yeah, I thought I must do that. Go and do the Beatles. Do you know double. the other brilliant one. Go on. Which. Um, which I, I've written about on many occasions. Uh, it's the Dalai Lama. Oh, at Standard Tandoori. At the Standard Tandoori, yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, I'm not sure if it's still the same people who run it now, but certainly in the past, that they were they were like pretty much mates with the Dalai Lama <laughs> at the time, and so he came he came to Reading quite a few times. Oh, fantastic. Um, which is marvellous. <laughs> Okay, uh, so that's our slightly frivolous bit. Um, we'll we'll move on to the news. Hey guys, uh, it's time for our bit where we discuss some of the things that are going on. We've got some, we've got some. There's some big stuff going on in Reading uh, at the moment. Um, Hugh, no less than two hundred twenty-one thousand pounds being spent on cycling improvements, albeit temporary. Uh, this month. What's going on there? Uh, This is a council project to try to ensure social distancing is kept and one of the aims is to try and get more people on to walk and cycle into the town um, in a socially safe way so the air um, the air quality has uh, improved dramatically since lockdown and um, part of the idea is that the council wants the key for that way and so um, 
And so it's introducing these cycle lanes and uh, walking areas in various parts of the um, parts of the town. The, the 221,000 uh, is not as much as the council bid for. Um, and so there is a little bit of a shortfall, but it's able to do some, they're able to do some work around the town. Um, there are seven schemes which they hope are completed by the end of August. Redlands Road around near the hospital, all these, all these areas are going to have um, improvements made to them for people who are walking and cycling. So in Gosford Road, the pavement's going to be made wider so people can social distance more, safe, more safely. Um, over Reading Bridge, there are new cycle lanes to encourage people to cycle more safely into Reading, um, as well as new cycle and bus lanes in Oxford Road to try to, I guess, reduce the amount of cars there. Um, and it's a lot of this is to do with increasing the amount of pe the making it a more pleasurable experience to cycle around Reading. Um, this is kind of on the orders of the government who said councils should now, because of lockdown and the pandemic, should look to improve facilities for people um, using bikes and um, walking. And that's what the council's doing. Um, of course, the government has said that. The council has subsequently bid for the money it needs to do it, and the government's not given them enough. So there's now a shortfall they need to try and find somewhere. Um, to do all these projects, but certainly some of them will get done, and um, some of them have already been done. The uh, the uh, cycle lanes on Reading Bridge are already there. Reading Bridge, of course, is now closed, but um, the uh, the cycle lanes are there. So it's a, a whole uh, other conversation, though, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> there's a whole other conversation there. Yeah. Um, Hugh, it's, it struck me that with these sort of these temporary things and and this improvement in air quality, do you think? Um, given that a lot of us are walking a lot more cycling and all that kind of thing and, and using the car a lot less and certainly working from home. Um, would it be fair to assume that the council might quite like this temporary to become permanent? I would guess so. Yeah. Um, certainly in the past we've talked about, they don't make any secret of their inherent long-term desire to reduce the amount of cars drivers coming into Reading, And these schemes are certainly going to make it safer and, hopefully more pleasurable to walk, walk and cycle in Reading. Because a lot of the cyclists I've spoken to have, have said that driving around Reading, uh, cycling around Reading even, is an absolute nightmare. And you have to be a fairly proficient cycler, brave, proficient cycler to do it. That night, they always cite the Vaston Road roundabout mm. off Reading Bridge. It's an absolute hotspot for trouble and accidents involving, um, involving cyclists. And... Um, you know, they they would say more and more needs to be done to make it safer to cycle. And I know, like from our previous conversations, the council is this thing about air quality and the amount of traffic that uses Reading as a sort of rat run to get from one motorway to another is a big problem. Yeah. And um, if they can get more people out of their cars and onto bikes and on their feet, that helps everyone. And that's their kind of long term goal. And now the government is saying, yes, you need to do this. It sort of speeds it all up. Yeah. 
Um, we talked just briefly about Reading Bridge. We, we were going to sort of, I was going to use this elsewhere, but might as well just mention it now. Obviously, Reading Bridge has been closed. I saw in the in the article that was written, um, unexpectedly closed. How Do we know how something like that happens? I know, Rach, you live uh, around that area. What sort of, and what sort of effect yeah. has that had on you, Rach, at all? Well, personally, it's not it's not really impacted me at all because I'm not going into Reading yeah. very frequently. Um, I did forget about it the other night and <laughs> needed to go to Tesco and ended up kind of having to do a bigger loop round. But I don't just just the timing of it seems really odd because they, you know, obviously we've all been on lockdown since March, yeah. so. They've had absolutely minimal people using the bridge, like the minimum that there would ever be for months. And then they closed it a month or two ago to put some um, cycle lanes on Reading Bridge, um, which is fine. Although at that point, people were a bit like, didn't you just spend a couple of million pounds a few years ago building a cycle bridge about 50 (laughs) metres downstream or upstream rather? Um, but it just, it does seem a bit odd that kind of as people are coming out of lockdown and some kind of normality is starting to happen, that then they choose to shut the bridge for six weeks. I'm sure they have their reasons, but the timing of it just seems crazy. So there's there's two things there. I mean, it's fair to say uh, coming, getting back to normality does mean let's have some flipping roadworks. Um, It it wouldn't be normal in Reading without uh, some some unfortunate roadworks. But the other thing is, um, is it Southern Gas Networks that are doing SGN that are doing it rather than... um, Rather, it's yeah. not the council or anything like that. I, and I, I read that it was unexpected. Nice gas works. Gas works, yeah. Unexpected? How does how does that unexpected? How is it unexpected? I, I don't know the details of Southern Gas Networks, but it's possible they, they would have had to, all their contractors as well, they would have had staff furloughed and off, so there wouldn't have been anyone to do it. Also, the pan, you know, lockdown started in March. And so someone like, Southern Gas Networks would have then had to work out how you would do a road project safely. So with the workers keeping away from each other and the equipment with equipment on and all that sort of stuff. So actually I can see why due to the proximity of the lockdown and the, the project that they would have had to postpone it um, due to logistical reasons, um, whether they could have done it earlier during the lockdown once they worked out how to do it. I don't know. Clearly not, I would guess. I'm sure the council and SGM would have been keen to do it while the roads were quieter, but there's a quote in that story from Tony Page saying it wasn't possible. So the roads are still up. They're not what they were. Um, I have seen a few people complaining on Twitter about how slow it is to get around because everyone's going over the same bridge now, essentially. But you would imagine that I don't know the percentage of the workforce who are still working at home, but certainly a lot of people are. It's it's not as bad as it would be, and that's now. I'm also very glad that I'm not driving into running over <laughs> the other bridge every day as well. Talk, talking um, of talking of driving, the uh, the next bit we're just going to talk about is something that you that you've pulled together, Hugh, about um, things we haven't missed. Um, things we haven't made, like uh, the the driving moments that we haven't missed in Reading during lockdown. There's there's quite a few in there. Um, which one was your favourite? 
Or which which one do you not miss the most? I'll tell you what it is. It's the three speed cameras on Peppard Road between where I live and Reading, where each and every day on both the way in and the way back, I drive drive along that road, go through the speed camera at below the speed limit, probably 95% of the time, but then always think, oh, there was a speed camera back there. Was I going in below the speed limit? <laughs> and that happens. When you're on autopilot. Yeah. When you're on, yeah. And um, I am... Um, I, I, I speak, I, there was something I did where someone explained the uh, psychology of driving and uh, driving is always, you're always thinking one step ahead. So as soon as you've got past that particular aspect, so as soon as you've got, you've say, you know, you've slowed down to 28 miles an hour, got through the speed camera, you then start thinking about the next, what's ahead of you. And so your brain instantly forgets what you've done, which is why you sometimes <laughs> sort of wake up during your journey and think, oh, I'm here. I don't remember any of anything about how I got here. Did I check right at that roundabout, or did I pull out in front of someone? Or you know, it's uh, yeah. it's a weird kind of short-term memory, subconscious thing driving. Um, so I haven't had any fines. Oh, that's good. Is it because it just reminds me of the time that uh, you got fined on two or three occasions for going in the same bit of bus lane on Castle Hill. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Was that? Yes, I did. I got two in a row, two yeah. days in a row. But I've also been fined twice for going in the same bus lane in Reading train station within within a ten second period <laughs> <laughs> in my lifetime. Um, so yeah, so. Uh, Rach, was there was there one is there is there one that you've not missed? Doesn't have to be on the list necessarily, oh. but is there a bit you've uh, you've in particular? It's a bit hard for me to answer that one because I don't drive a lot at the best of times. Um, So no, not really. No, I, I walk. I walk everywhere, yeah. so it doesn't really. That's um, true. That's true. Close enough to town to be able to walk in and and Caversham. So I do use my car <laughs> as little as possible. And there are there are roads uh, like coming back into Caversham, um, like down St Peter's Hill. Yeah, that is sometimes a nightmare. That queues right up the hill into Caversham Heights that can take a while um and park it if I have on the rare occasion that I have driven god this sounds so middle class when I've driven to Waitrose <laughs> um you know sometimes I can't get a parking space uh, but that's not been a problem during lockdown no um my, my... I said I was going to scrabble for an answer now yeah, I just you... sound really pretentious yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't want to answer. I'm fine walking. <laughs> um, I've got a car. <laughs> Do you even own a car? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do have one, but I, I, I worry slightly with my example. I've perhaps been watching too much Doctor Who during uh, during lockdown. Um, but Castle Hill, right? And I've got a theory about Castle Hill. Now, everybody hates Castle Hill. We've talked about Castle Hill numerous times, the amount of time we get stuck there. Um, so I've come up with a theory. So I think the traffic lights at Castle Hill, uh, I, I think Castle Hill is like a living... 
uh, a, li- a live being. It's a it's a thing. It's a uh, it's a it's the thing that. But what it does is it lives off people's anger of being stuck at those traffic lights. And the reason that I think this is true is because obviously during lockdown there's been a lot of there's been a lot less traffic people won't have been sat there for ages in massive queues and and that has has welled up in this in this beast below castle hill and that's what caused the explosion of the sinkhole because it just <laughs> went sinkhole. yeah it just just it just it's, it's been it's been so starved of of people's anger it, it just lost its it's lost it. it lost it lost it and it just went bang and there we go and that made people angry again and now everything's safe Anyway, silly theory. Thought you might enjoy that. I came up with that while I was doing my research. <laughs> the monster that lives on the castle hill. I like it, yeah. Indeed. Uh, I'll change the lights, but then I'll send a cyclist over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll chase a pedestrian crossing 100 yards down the road. Yes. Ah, yeah. sweet, the sweet, sweet nectar of anger. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So. I need I need to feed more, so I'll, I'll the council can make this this one part of the road pink and in what go in one direction at one time and another <laughs> another time. Yeah, that'll work confuse everyone. Oh dear. <laughs> okay. Anyway, like that theory. Movie. Thank you. I, I thought it was a great theory. Um, okay, that is it for. Oh no, hang on. No, it's not not quite because we still got one more to talk about, which I completely forgot. Which is um, so Wendy's. The controversy is it? Con- it's not really controversial, is it? It's it's just. It's what just is Wendy's? Far- so I, I, had a, serve? I had a quick look at the menu, and it's like yeah, squ- I mean, square burgers. Oh, was it square? Okay. Oh, I didn't see square burgers, but it just basically looks like any other fast food restaurant. Like the food, like yeah. they do burgers, they do nuggets, they do chicken burgers, they do something called the Baconator, which is a registered trademark. I don't know if I have to pay if I say it, but the Baconator is a breakfast thing. We have cheese, sausage, bacon, egg, more cheese, bacon, and Swiss cheese sauce. I don't think I don't even know. Like I mean, I oh, really I don't. That seems a little. Know, there's a lot going on in there. Yeah, there's a lot to to, to dissect. Not sure for breakfast, maybe, but yeah. Well, you wouldn't, wouldn't need any other meals, would you? <laughs> no, you kind of you'd be kind of done for the day. That's your that's your your five, six, and seven of the seven of the day. Um, I, so I don't know. I mean, it's it's another American chain opening up in Reading for the first time in the UK. Blah blah. blah. I don't know what is it what it is about Reading that that means that these places want to come here, but. And obviously, a lot of people are excited uh, about this because they've been to America and they've had a Wendy's, and it reminds them of their holidays. And a lot of people are really angry about it because, um, you know, it's a fast food joint, and go and eat, go and order food from Independence, but um, and all and all of that sort of thing. But I guess ultimately, uh, I, I tried to work it out in my head, and um, I don't think, as I say, I don't think there's a lot of difference between that and and say McDonald's, which are, which there are already plenty of, but. The are the people day, really getting angry about it? They oh, they do. People, people do. People get get furious about and about. They the, don't have to go there, do they? No, they don't. They don't. Um, but uh, the way I look at it, uh, the way I thought was at least. Of an course, empty it's unit. much better to have a, a very large empty unit in a town. Yeah, well, this is this. At least a unit, at least an empty unit that's been empty for quite some time is gonna is gonna be occupied. This is the nationwide building, the empty nationwide building on uh, on Friar Street, and it's going to employ people. Uh, locally as well so you know come on Wendy well, yeah, I was going to say especially yeah. at this thing is so rubbish and people are losing well I was going to say losing their jobs and businesses are certain for everybody to actually have news that a new establishment is opening and they will have vacancies surely that's a good thing yeah 
Even uh, if it's not your yeah. choice of it, food. <laughs> you won't find you won't find many town centres around the country anywhere where there's loads and loads of independent shops and no chain shops. And I, mm. I mean, there are town centres elsewhere where there's loads of chain shops and not many independents. But generally, the best town centres have have that mix, yeah. don't they? And so, if we've got a Wendy's and a Taco Bell and all these other places, then a lot of town centres don't have that. Um, so that shows that these companies are looking to invest in what they deem to be a good town. Yeah. Um, I would guess. And the, um, the independents exist alongside those. Yeah. There's no independent. Well, like that place we talked about last think, Oh no, Wendy's. Yeah. No, no independent food, food supplier. Yeah. No independent food supplier in, in Reading town centre is going to think, Oh no, Wendy's is coming. I'm going to go out of business because of that. Um, because they're not doing the same things. Um, and the, the the mix is, is you know, you go in the Harris Arcade in, in Reading and it, it's great and it's full of quirky shops. Um, but, you know, if you need a, if you want to go and have a burger, you've got all the chains. And if you want to yeah. get get some new shoes or something, there's plenty of choice as well. It's good. It's generally a good town centre. It's a good mix, I think. Yeah. I mean, uh, you've as long as John just... Lewis reopens, <laughs> yeah, I'm on. I'm on that. I am. Yeah, I'm quite worried about that. Well, all, because... all you've got, all you've got me thinking about now is going to shed for a lovely toasted sandwich. That's all I really want to do. We talked about things we'd queue for uh, last week, and I think I would definitely queue for a shed stand, shed sandwich. I'd queue for a big cheese. Oh definitely. yes, yes, please. I'd um, queue for Sam's wraps. I'd queue at the independence and the who uh, the food market. Uh, <laughs> I probably for... wouldn't queue at Wendy's, no, um, or McDonald's. Um, <laughs> You're talking so... to did queue at McDonald's, but there we go. Yeah, um, don't get me back on Big Macs because <laughs> I still haven't had one. <laughs> okay, that is it for part part one. In part two, we will be chatting about pubs reopening with the guys from the Allied Arms. The Big Interview. Hi, everybody. Uh, I am Zooming with Dom Humphreys at the Allied Arms. Hello, Dom. Hello. How are we doing today? Very well, very well. It's, uh, it must have been quite a, quite a week for you guys. Suddenly, you're, you're back at it. It's been a, a couple of stressful weeks to get where we are now, but it's uh, definitely been worthwhile. What uh, so, so obviously um, on on Saturday for anybody that doesn't know the Allied Arms, can you just explain to us a little bit about the pub? I, you know, I, I know I know the pub, but but just explain to our listeners. Yeah, so we're a town centre pub, but a traditional pub in every sense you can imagine it. So low hanging wooden beams, um, traditionally family run. So we've got our landlord and landlady Moira and Steve, who have been with the pub for nearly twenty years now. And it's imagine a country pub right in the centre of town. And there's a there's a terrific garden space out the back. It, it's it's really it's almost like an oasis, isn't it? I find when I go there. It's a little bit of a hidden gem. So it's definitely one of the biggest uh, pub gardens in the town centre. Yeah, it's, it's you, you kind of when you get in there, you don't quite realise you you would never know you were still in a bustling town centre, really. No, exactly. It's a little bit of an oasis from uh, the buses and the sirens sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. So, so Dom, um, obviously, it's been uh, it's been we we talked about it, it's been quite a couple of weeks. You've turned things around now. 
if I and, and and please don't take this any other way other than um, positively on, on what you've managed to achieve. But on a, if someone said to me, which pubs do you think will be able to open uh, on the opening weekend? I don't think the Allied Arms, due purely to its sort of indoor size, would have been top of my list. So, so how have you how have you achieved uh, opening? You're exactly right. Our indoor space is not re- isn't really conducive to opening in these sort of uh, conditions. So we've just said we're not going to use our indoor space full stop. So there's no seating inside. You're not allowed to drink in there. It's all in the garden only. And is, are you, does that that obviously uh, has has uh, you know the amount of people in the in in your uh, in your venue will depend on the weather purely. And of course, because the cricket started and pubs can open, of course it's decided it's going to rain. So is it worth your thinking? Uh, yeah, definitely. We, I mean, the amount of people in the pub on a Saturday night has been drastically reduced, but that's intentional. So we can distance the tables a little bit further and we can make sure everyone's uh, socially distancing as much as possible. And it's just a bit more manageable to ease everyone in, into a, in a safe way, in a safe environment. Um, so so just, uh, just, just talk me through Saturday a little bit, because... Um, Obviously, the, the pub was open. I, I actually I was in town on Saturday. We'd gone to a couple of places just to see what was going on, and 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 you'll be pleased to hear we we tried to come into the Allied Arms, but we were politely told by by the barman that it would that it was closed. Uh, oh, sorry, not that it was closed, that it was full, uh, and and that we we wouldn't be able to come in. And you know that seemed as part of a function that seemed to work really really well. Um, yeah. So yeah, what happened on Saturday? It was definitely bizarre having to turn customers away. <laughs> yeah. Not something we'd want to do, but it's just a, a case of we, we've reduced the amount of tables so everyone can be uh, safely distanced. And we, they were generally full all, uh, all day, but it was quite nice having a, a, a nice distance space where we could everyone could stay in there and feel safe. That's the main thing. If it means we've got to have less customers, that's fine. The priority is keeping our customers and our staff safe. Was it important to get the pub open for the opening weekend, or was it just a decision that was was reached? Um, we were always going to aim for as soon as possible, but we were always waiting for the guidance to make an actual decision. And then when it came out, we decided if we're safe to open, if we're ready, we will. If we're not, if we need more time, we'll take more time. I know. Um, I know. One of the big sort of concerns from from a lot of the pubs and the, the landlords and, and the breweries that I've spoken to over the last couple of weeks have been toilets. Um, and, and obviously, uh, you, you know, a pub the size of the Allied Arms, there is limited space in the toilet. So, how was that? What, I guess where I'm trying to go with this is, is: were there any sort of sticking points? Were there any things you were really worried about? And I'm guessing that toilets would have been one of them. Yeah, the toilets was definitely something we had to think uh, long and hard about, about how we were going to make this work. But again, that's come into the play of um, reducing tables and just limiting the amount of people in full stop. That makes it a bit more manageable. And then we've just got a nice queuing system outside so it can be reduced the amount of people in there at one time. Uh, and, and just to kind of just just sort of wrap things up a little bit, what, what uh, was there any feedback? What, what did people say? What were their opinions? We've got loads of feedback because everyone who's come in has basically said, we don't know what to expect. And yeah. that's fair enough because opening day, we didn't really know what to expect too much. We had an idea of how things were going to work, but we were aware that our idea might be <laughs> might prove to be wrong <laughs> after an hour or two. Um, but no, of the feedback we've got from uh, regulars and people who have never been in the pub before, have said the system works really well, they felt safe, and they felt happy to come back, which is the um, and and is, there, is there anything that you're going to have to change? Was there something that went, oh, that's not working? 
<laughs> some of our queuing systems and just uh, just about where people were standing and where people were gathering and queuing changed on the fly quite a bit on Saturday. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think we've got a nice polished system now that works quite well. And you're looking forward to uh, to, to opening opening again this weekend. I, sh- I presume you're open throughout the week as well. Yes, we are open throughout the week. We're looking forward to a bit more sun. I think is what we need next. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is hopefully the uh, hopefully the next thing. I guess um, just just from the point of view. So so I, I've obviously been out. You've been working in a pub yourself. What uh, just any any bit of advice to someone who was thinking about venturing out? Maybe they've they've seen so. So obviously there there've been problems elsewhere. Reading from from my point of view and, and I I presume from your point of view as well, did fine. Reading people behaved themselves from what I saw walking around. Um so someone may well be thinking, Well, okay, Reading seemed all right. I might go in this weekend. What one bit of advice would you give to someone who was heading into town perhaps this weekend? Um, especially for the weekend, quite a lot of pubs are, have the ability for you to book ahead so you can know if you've got a table and make sure you've got in somewhere safe. So calling up if you're unsure just to find out exactly how that specific pub is working is always a great idea and that can reassure you that they, they know what they're doing as well. Uh, Dom, thank you ever so much for joining me on this call. Uh, we, I will hopefully get, get in soon. I will, you, oh, that, that was what I was going to ask. You guys are pre-booking, aren't you, at the Allied? So we are for Fridays and Saturdays, but we're saving some tables, so we are still open for walking as well. Fantastic. Dom, thank you ever so much for joining me, uh, and good luck this weekend. Yeah, thanks for having me. The Big Interview. Oh, that was our. That was a little chat with um, the team behind the Allied Arms. Just uh, while we're talking pubs, did anybody go at the weekend? Hugh, I mean, I, I don't know why. I'm, I don't even know why I'm asking Hugh because there's no, there's just no chance. Um, Rach, I take it you didn't. You were staying. I didn't. No, I did not. Did you? Was it? Was it because you just you're not interested? You don't think it's a good idea, or you just don't normally go to the pub? Um. Well combination opportunities to go out when you have a small person are fewer don't tell me these things no i shouldn't i shouldn't be telling (laughs) you that um but also i think to be honest the majority of my friends are of a similar mindset that they don't quite feel ready to yeah venture out yeah i don't know had a group of friends said oh we're going to pop down to the fox and hounds do you want to come if i could have sat in the garden maybe i would have but yeah, it wasn't really on my on my radar to to go. That is exactly what happened to me. Do you want? A Did you get railroaded into going? Sorry, you both spoke at the same time. Rachel, what did you say? I said you got railroaded into I, going. Well, I moralised for about half an hour about whether I should or not, and then I thought I really fancied a pint, so I I did go. I did think that because you said last week I don't think I, I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to, and then on Instagram, oh, yeah. there's Tom at the pub. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> um, well, the, the thing was, so I went, I went down to went down to the brewery. We went to the Crown 
on the bridge. Uh, and we, as you will have heard in the interview, we did try to go to the Allied Arms, but they politely said, uh, we're full. Uh, so, and we ended up at Brewdog. And it wasn't because you looked like rapscallions. They didn't. No, 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 we weren't. No, no, no. Um, we weren't, we weren't not allowed because of that, but it just, if a pub had been heaving and didn't look like it was, um, paying attention to the rules and that I absolutely wouldn't have gone, but none of the pubs were absolutely rammed. It, everything was done fairly safely. In fact, I did write something this week on it, um, about the things that I noticed from, from the week, you know, we're all going to need more apps to order food. A general European style table service was in operation and that was, um, that was that was all you know it was it was all perfectly safe but um yeah i i did go so uh you know there there we are i i it was it was just it was nice it was good it was good to be doing something fairly normal albeit you had to stay in little groups and everything and there hugh you said you had an exclusive i did literally news just in oh uh john lewis in reading opening on july the 30th oh. yes but the store in Newbury is closing oh that's okay we don't mind about Newbury that's fine that is really good news because I have, I mean obviously I've said before that Rich is uh, he's a retail manager in the town centre so we're obviously quite interested in, in it anyway but with Debenhams having gone and we've talked about House of Fraser before as well um if John Lewis were to go as well, I think that would have been absolutely disastrous for the high street. Yes. And a silly time to do it with, if the other two department stores <laughs> yeah. closing, surely yeah. people, because they do share concessions. Um, mm. so surely all the people who would have gone to Devon's house of Freedom would perhaps go to John Lewis instead. instead. Um, but all from a, from a parental <laughs> point yeah. of view it is one of the the best places when you have a, a particularly when you have a baby <laughs> to go yeah. to the cafe and they've got all the changing facilities and things in there and and they've got fun lifts as well yes they've got awesome lifts i presume hugh you're going I am to have very to go relieved and, uh... I presume you're going to have to write this story in a moment so we'll um we'll just we'll we'll move on and get through uh, the last uh, Possibly, yeah. I'll let you know. Conversations are being held. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll move very quickly on to the random question. The random question. Random question this week. Uh, guys, the question is, what, if anything, have you subscribed to during lockdown? Um, I've seen some crazy things online. Oh, we haven't done anything crazy. I have had some deliveries from the Lodham Brewery. Oh, yes. Which has been good. Um, and the other thing was that we have jumped on the Just Eat bandwagon. Oh, yes. Because uh, previously we just kind of, if we had a takeaway, we'd stick to our cumin. Um, yep the Indian takeaway near us and the Chinese at the end of the road. Maybe we'd go to Wings just for that Beatles vibe. <laughs> um, but seeing as that a weekly takeaway has been our only luxury for the last four months, uh, we started branching out Ooh. and yeah, get going on the Just Eat app to see 
what we could find and yeah i've had some nice stuff I, I, I we, we we have had some great stuff off there i did have a dreadful chinese they were, i really fancied a chinese and there were only about three restaurants open and oh, oh God, nothing worse than no it's no. awful. I haven't been able to. I haven't been able to persuade my wife to uh, go for a Chinese again since this. This was probably 10, 12, 10, 12 weeks ago. Um, Hugh, anything? Not really. We've had a few takeaways. We had a bad Chinese as well. Um, <laughs> we, um, if I can give a little plug, the uh, the Turkish Grill in Evergreen. Uh, it's shish kebabs from there. Uh, they are tremendous. Um, they're really good. So if anyone, and they deliver to this area and to Caversham. So um, they are exceptional. Um, but t- to be honest, ah, well, in terms of new, new pursuits, I haven't really had a I, chance to do some that. Of, some of the stuff locally I, I have seen is uh, is regular gin dis- gin subscriptions and um, vegetables like a, a weekly vegetable delivery um which was great and then, and i think uh, there's also um a regular meat one, one of the local butchers is doing a, like a, a meat a regular meat delivery as well um which i thought which all i thought were quite good things to subscribe to um and i subscribed to some fanzines myself because i needed something to do so um we we didn't manage. To, I don't feel like that was. Uh, I don't feel we've managed to elicit anything um, anything fantastical out of that. But you know that's what happens with a random question. Sometimes it's yeah. Sometimes it. Sometimes you get the story about when Peter Andre went to the Willink School, and you know that's uh, just. Um, have I told that one? Yes, you have. <laughs> Once be- or twice. <laughs> I believe that's. I think that's the one I entered in the um, in the great uh, in, the, in the great award thing that we didn't win. Um, I, Okay, thanks guys. Uh, Here is Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk Find us on Twitter and Instagram at realreadingpod and join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast. Thanks Jeremy. Uh, So, uh, episode 97 is done and in the can. Just quickly, what um, what was the podcast that beat us? It was a, a little bit of a bigger operation than we. Oh were. yes, oh yes, it was about uh, it was about uh, it was a true crime podcast in Chicago. Yeah, um, yeah. The mean streets of Reading didn't quite cut it, sadly, despite no. your your great story about yeah. um, <laughs> about Peter Andre. Okay, so try harder. Indeed. We're always looking for more people to speak to. So if you know anyone you think would be a good interviewee on the show, then please let us know. You can get in touch via Facebook uh, and Twitter. And if you have a moment, please give us a rating on your podcast app. Uh, Oh, and if you have time, please submit a review. Uh, We'll be back next week with more Reddingy goodness. Uh, In the meantime, bye. 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 You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.
got that wrong as well. 